Previously on Al's Monster Stampede. We are in danger of being eaten by giant bugs at this very moment. And now we're ten feet. Oh no, we keep dropping. Man, they are just going crazy down there. They're eating this whole water tower. Hang on to the roof of this water tower. Once this baby goes crashing down to the ground and the water spills out, we're gonna surf across the top of these bugs. Uh-huh. Here we go. Watch out, creeps! It's a monster stampede! I'm Alberna. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. We are coming to you from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. Yep, we're here on Frankenstein's Monkey Farm, floating around out on a boat. If you remember last time, we were in a spot of trouble. <laughs> yeah! We were dealing with some giant bugs. We oh got boy! In, we surfed into the river, the... Bugs got swooshed down by the water into the river and drowned and died. That's how we got away. But we were surfing (laughs) away, got stuck out to sea, and And hence, no monster stampede for a while. I had to build us a whole new computer and microphones and everything out of uh, coconuts and palm fronds, Gilligan's Island style. Yep. (laughs) You don't even know what Gilligan's Island is. I don't know. (laughs) Then there's... Big canoe thing just floating around, nobody in it. Yep. We came in to check if anybody was in there. Nobody was in there, and we're in a room right now. You mean a boat? Yeah, in a boat, but one of the rooms in the boat. Oh, a canoe. Yes, this is one of those uh, canoes that has multiple rooms. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's one of those, for sure. Frankenstein's Monkey Farm is a weird place. I know. We're here to talk to you about summer problems. I know everybody's summer is coming to an end, but let's drag it out a little bit longer by talking about everybody's favorite summer monster. Sharks. Yeah, Al, of course, has some tips and tricks for you to recognize and defend yourself against sharks should you find yourself in a shark movie. You're right. All right. Professor Alistair. With a, I don't know, what, a PhD? PhD in monsterdom? Yep, yep. (laughs) Yeah? PHM. Oh, yeah? I'm a doctorate in monsters. Yeah, you'd be an MD. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) A a doctor of monsters. Yeah, a doctor of monsters. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so everybody knows sharks are real, right? We got sharks. Unlike some of the other monsters we've talked about, like, Yetis. Some people will say Yetis are real, but, <laughs> you know, we've talked about things that aren't real. This one is real, though, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So what's the difference between a movie shark and a real shark? Like, how how could you tell if you're in a movie dealing with sharks rather than dealing with real sharks? Because if someone's in the water and you see a shark jump out and, like, bite their head off, you know it's a movie shark. Okay. Since it's very rare for normal sharks to eat people. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I thought you were going to say it's very rare for them to fly out of the water and eat their eat like somebody's head. Yes, 
Uh, it is rare for sharks to eat people in r- the real world. Absolutely. That's a good point. You know, most sharks yeah. won't eat human beings. I mean, they will attack people, but it's not as often as the Discovery Channel or whatever would make you think. So with movie sharks, they do tend to go out of their way to attack people. You know, they get that yeah. taste for human blood or whatever. Or sometimes they get like people annoy them. So they just don't like them anymore. In the real world? No. Oh, in the movies? Yeah. Yeah, okay. They just get, like, sick of people being around, maybe polluting or something. Like, remember the fireworks got thrown in in Ozark Sharks? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, the, like, the rivers in the Ozarks were filled with sharks and the fireworks were, like, upsetting them or whatever. Yeah, and then they started eating people. Absolutely. What are some other telltale signs that you're in a movie with sharks and not dealing with real sharks? Because people, if they're standing in the water, they can also just stand there and then they go underwater and they're gone and you don't see them. That's how you know. So those iconic horror movie moments where you're like out there swimming with your buddy Johnny and you're like, hey, Johnny, do you want to go get sandwiches or something? And then Johnny's just gone. Yeah. Oh, no. What else? Sharknadoes, too. Gotta watch out for those. Okay, so if you see a tornado filled with sharks, yeah, probably in a monster movie with sharks and not in the real world. Because sharks can die in tornadoes, but not in Sharknado. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And, of course, in Sharknado, they continue to eat people even after they've been pulled out of the water. Yeah. And Megalodons, too. Oh, okay. And shark so, Attack 3 Megalodon. <laughs> like Shark Attack 3 Megalodon sitting here? Yeah. Um, megalodons, that's a good thing to bring up because what's notable about a Megalodon? It is the biggest shark in the world. That's ever it, lived. Yeah, it's ever lived. But what's notable about them like today? That they are extinct? Yes, exactly. That's what I was looking for. They're extinct. So if you see a megalodon, well, you're probably in a movie because megalodons don't exist anymore. Yeah. Anything else you can think of that distinguishes movie sharks from real sharks? Well, no. No? Okay. I mean, I would add, just because it's something that we've seen a lot recently... Sharks with, like, I don't know, costumes or whatever, like identifying features, like in Santa Jaws when it has the hat or in, what is it, Zombie Shark, where it's got the the spear sticking out of it? Yeah, and it's like a bite. It's like bitten on the side. Yeah, and so it's like a zombie. So some sharks in movies will have that kind of iconic feature that will make them stick out from other sharks you know like in gremlins how you have the gremlin with the mohawk and in critters you'll end up with like a bald critter or whatever in tremors we had stumpy who got his one tongue ripped off so you will have those monsters that stand out from the rest because they have some distinct feature Sharks tend to not have such distinctions that are very cinematic so you put a Santa Claus hat on its fin, boom, it stands out as a distinct movie shark, right? Yeah. You would also know that it's a movie shark if you see a shark that's on the shore and it comes alive and eats this person. Mm. Since it does in the movie, 
got bitten out by a bigger shark while it was eating something. Oh, yeah. And then it just floated on the shore. Then this guy came by it. Um, Its eyes opened and ate the shark. Yeah, and sharks eating things out of water is very uncharacteristic for sharks. Yeah. That's another thing, absolutely. But zombie sharks, yeah. They're dead, so they can live out of water since they yeah, die. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's true. Yeah, so. And ghost sharks. Let's talk about that while we're on the subject of movies that Misty Tally worked on in some way. Yes. So ghost shark, what makes ghost sharks stand out? Because even if there's like a puddle, it's way out of the sea, it can jump right out of the puddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like... You know, if you're drinking a cup of water and a shark jumps out of it. Yeah, since he, like, you're drinking a cup of water and it's in your stomach. Also, the shark could jump out and eat you from inside out. Whoa, I didn't even <laughs> think about that. That's a good I call. I did not either. Ghost Shark has some missed opportunities, although Ghost Shark 2 maybe covers that. We haven't seen that, but that's actually kind of unrelated, I guess. Turns out, Alistair, I met one of the directors of Ghost Shark 2 at uh, Cinepocalypse, and I didn't even realize it. Cool. Yeah, I didn't How realize it until last night. How many directors are there? Well, there are two directors on that one, I guess. So Ghost Sharks, though, will jump out of water no matter where the water is. Yeah. Yeah, that's and another they can, telltale. They can come from the sky when it's raining. They can come from the clouds. So what makes that interesting, then, is most of the other ones you were talking about were ones at sea, but a ghost shark can be on land or whatever. Like, zombie sharks could come out on land, but they theoretically couldn't move. But if a ghost shark can jump, like, out of a bathtub or out of rain clouds or whatever, that puts you in danger even when you're away from the sea. Yeah. And also, the, like, the thing you need is danger. You need danger? For what? No, what are you talking about? No, you need about? water oh. to live. Oh, 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 okay, I see what you're saying. So but we need water to live, but water is dangerous. Yeah. In the movies. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Okay, so let's move on from here. We've talked about ways to recognize sharks in the movies. How, then, do we defend ourselves against sharks in the movies. Let's put Sharknadoes and Ghost Sharks aside for the moment. All right. What's the easiest way to protect yourself against regular movie sharks? Like Ozark sharks or zombie sharks or swamp sharks or whatever. What you have to do is um, if you want to like go to the beach and like, oh, yeah, let's go to the beach. All you have to do is just not go in the water. Mm, easy as that. Don't go in the water or stay away from the water. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, just um, don't go to beach. That's yeah, just don't go just to don't the go, beach. Right? Yeah. Go away from the water. Absolutely. That's the simplest way. What I love about movies like those in the Shark Bait DVD collection, we'll talk about that later. Six killer shark films. But um, what I love about a lot of these movies is clearly the answer is often just go away from the water, but they don't, <laughs> you know, like in Mississippi River Sharks, just get away from the river and you'll be all right. But then people just don't. And that's always funny to me watching movies where people have to have some convoluted reason why they can't leave the water. That's always really fun. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Just get away from the water. Yeah. Use your brain parts and use run your, away. Use your noodle. Use your noodle. Exactly. 
Let's say you are out on the water when you realize that you're up against a movie shark. Okay. Let's say you're already on the water. You don't have that option. What do you do then? This we didn't think about. Oh, yeah. You're right. Totally. So, like, if you're out on the boat and you see a fin, what do you do? And it's a movie shark. And you can tell it's a movie shark because maybe it's got a hat on its fin or something. How do you stop it? How do you protect yourself? How do you protect yourself? Well, if it can come out of water, like in Sharknado and stuff. Well, you said they can also jump out of the water, too, usually. Yeah. I would recommend just not going even by the water. But let's say you're on the boat, though. That's what I'm saying. Is like, we're already on a boat. And you see a fin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All you do is you go over and full speed ahead to land. That's what I would say. So run away. Okay. Especially if you see a fin that's got two, like, bite-looking things. That's a sharpedo. It can go 75 miles per hour. Yeah. Yeah, I would watch out for him. So then, all right. Let me pose another scenario here. Let's say... Our listeners find themselves on a boat in a shark movie. They can tell it's a movie shark, but they don't have a way to make their boat move. What should they look for on the boat to use against the sharks? Well, if there's like a window, you break it, get shards of glass and start throwing it out. Like Ninja Star style? Yeah, like Ninja Star style. Okay. Yeah. But if not... Quickly look around and find something you can use to make it hurt. But if it's a close-range weapon, you have to make it jump out. Mm, So, like, if you have, I don't know, a spear or something, you have to lure the shark out. Yeah. And then what would you do with the spear? Then, when the shark tries to jump at you and bite you, you dodge it. And if you can, stab it in the eye. That's what I would Good recommend. Call. But if you can't, just stab it. Because, stab it anywhere? Yeah, it would probably, since it would probably drop down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you're inside a room, it might jump out and hit the top of the room and fall on the boat and die. Like okay. That. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if it's dead on the boat, well, big deal, right? Yeah. So stab it in the eye. That's a That's a good one. Are they susceptible to explosions? Yeah, I think. Uh Uh-huh. So let's say you've got something that you can blow up. What would you do with that? If the shark comes, tries to jump at you, you throw it inside its mouth. Good call. Good call. But if it lands on the boat, you try um, to get as far away from it as you can. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Before it blows up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those are pretty good. What about ghost sharks and sharknadoes, though? Because those are totally different scenarios. Let's tackle one at a time. Sharknado. How do you stop a sharknado? Well, what you have to do is I would recommend putting it on fire. Set the sharknado on fire? Yeah. Okay. How would you do that? You would, like, throw bombs in it, I think. Okay. So that's what we see in the sharknado movies. But it didn't work. Sometimes it does in the movies. In the first one, especially throwing bombs in the Sharknadoes worked. So that is definitely an option for handling Sharknadoes and probably your best option, apart from, I guess, traveling through time or something like that, like they do in the later movies. That seems more difficult than throwing bombs in there. Yeah, and I like the sharks on fire. Yeah, well, I mean, flaming sharks 
flying out of the sky, that is definitely a problem. Yeah, but it would kill the sharks. Yeah, eventually, especially if you just ran away at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess with Sharknadoes, you could also just try to get away from the Sharknado. Yeah. So, you know, I guess running away is always your best option. But let's say that it is a ghost shark. What do you do then? A ghost shark that can come out of your bathtub or you're doing the dishes and whoom, ghost shark jumps right out of the water. Also, if you're going to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, jump out of the yeah. toilet. Ooh, that's a, that is a problem. Like, They yeah. say ghoulies will get you in the end, but ghost sharks will too. Yeah. And like, if you're just in your house and there's like a pipe um, right below you, the shark could just right, jump right out of the pipe. And mm. eat you. Like a water pipe? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. You know those little, like, things that come out of the ground and they're from the pipes? Like the sprinklers? No. Could come out of a sprinkler, though, too. Yeah. Ah. And pools. And pools? Oh, boy. How do we stop that, then? What do you do? You use the same exact thing that killed it and mm. stab it with it. Okay, so you got to go find out how that shark died, became a ghost shark, find the thing that killed it, and then kill it with that again. But what if the shark bit it? Hmm, I don't know. I guess you're out of luck then. But we can't cover all scenarios, you know what I mean? We can't cover everything here on Monster Stampede. It's a, it's a sort of a condensed format program. Yeah, you're right. I say, you know, if you find yourself in that scenario, you, the weapon that killed it doesn't work, then try some magic. And if you don't know magic, find somebody who knows magic. What do you think? Or just run away. Or just run away. Sure. Into the desert. Into the desert and maybe, I don't know, find some way to hydrate yourself that isn't drinking water or having water around you. You'd never take a bath. You'd smell bad. But you know what? What if the sweat fell off your face and then the shark jumped out of the sweat? Oh, yeah, you're right. It could happen. Even if you went to the desert, you could still die. Oh, boy. Well, anything else to add on defending yourself against movie sharks? Uh, no. All right. Well, let's move on to homework, huh? Yeah. Homework is the part of Al's Monster Stampede where, now that we've talked about movie monsters, we recommend some movies with those (laughs) monsters in them. So... We've come up with a couple short lists of shark movies to recommend to you. Alistair, do you want to go first or do you want me to go Uh, first? I'll go first. You want to go first? What do you recommend? Everything that's on my list we've already talked about. Well, yeah. Like Zombie Shark, Sharknado, and Santa Jaws. Yeah, those are good ones. Absolutely. All the Sharknados Al wanted to recommend you watch for additional research. Zombie Shark from 2014. Santa Jaws from 2018, that was last year. Mm -hmm. Big fans of Misty Tally's shark movies, and you can find all of Misty Tally's shark movies on the recently released uh, Mill Creek Entertainment DVD set Shark Bait, six killer shark films. We're not sponsored by this, by the way. Uh, They didn't give us any money to plug this. But it is a set that we do have and enjoy a lot. And Misty Tally, who made Santa Jaws, uh, listened to our episode when we posted it last December about Santa Jaws and actually, you know, reached out to us and 
answered a couple of our questions or responded to a couple of our thoughts about the movie. And so, you know, we're we're big supporters, big fans. So check that out. It's six shark movies and then a bonus alligator movie. Because why not? Yeah, why not? Now, my list, I'll say, okay, so my list, I always try to do ones that are more adult themed, right? Like Al's seen all the ones he talked about. I try to do ones that maybe Al hasn't seen or that are rated R that Al wouldn't be able to see. Obviously, the big one is Jaws, right? If you haven't seen Jaws from 1975, you got to watch Jaws. That, I think, goes without saying. But uh, I'll add in a couple more obscure ones here. One that Al already mentioned on the show, but Al has not seen, is Shark Attack 3 Megalodon. That one I enjoy immensely. It stars John Barrowman from Doctor Who and Torchwood. It's obviously the third in the series of Shark Attack movies, but don't worry, you don't need to see the others. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't recommend one and two. Three stands on its own well enough. It's about a megalodon. It's got ridiculous special effects. It's absolutely hilarious. It's not okay for kids there's especially one line of dialogue that's really obscene but it is so much fun one of my favorites recommend shark attack 3 megalodon and then i'll also recommend a 2012 film called bait it's an australian movie so bait is about an earthquake that causes a tidal wave to happen and then water floods the town obviously because tidal wave And it's about these people trapped in a grocery store with sharks. Whoa. It's really good. It's a really good movie. And they're on top of like the grocery store shelving and the sharks are swimming around the aisles because the place is flooded. I saw. I saw part of it. You saw part of of that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it on Shudder. It was fantastic. I enjoy bait a lot. Like it came out and you were watching it. It's pretty cool, actually. So there you go. Al saw part of that one, too. But yeah, there's there we go. So your homework, if you want to do additional shark research, is Sharknado. We'll just shorthand it to all of the movies on Shark Bait, the six killer shark films. Bait from 2012, Shark Attack 3 Megalodon from 2002, and obviously Jaws. Ding, ring, 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 ring. Class is dismissed. Boy, I oh. mean... Dad, what's up? I was just going to talk about social media, but I mean, if if you uh, have something to add, what's going on? Do you see that over there? What is that? The door coming at us. It's like out in the water. That is a that's a shark fin. Oh no! It's moving around us. Do you think it's a real shark or a movie shark? I think it's a movie shark since it's peeking out, looking at me, and it has its mouth open. Oh, and it. It appears to have a hat on, too. Uh, I think it's swimming around us right now. It looks like it's definitely going to try to eat us. Al, we got to get out of here. Grab an oar. Let's start rowing. While we row, we'll plug the social media. Also, I think it's attracting its friends since now there's four of them. Oh, man. So we better do this thing. You can follow us on Twitter at cadaver underscore cast on Instagram at cadavercast. You can follow us on Facebook at the Cadavercast Critters and Creeps Club. Join the club. And you can email us at cadavercast at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, 
you can become a patron and get access to exclusive content at patreon.com slash word salad. Every little bit helps and the money we earn there goes into Al's college fund, as you probably well know. While we're on the subject for patrons, let's thank our newest patron, Sarah Wright. Thank you, Sarah. And good call, Alistair. Yeah, if you want to be like Sarah, get access to all that exclusive content, head over to patreon.com slash word salad because october we have so much big stuff coming (laughs) yes we do and we know because we've recorded those exclusives and i'm working on editing them right now so you know get on top of it if you want to hear that stuff and i think that's everything apart from getting out of here and not getting eaten by movie sharks also there's a giant fin that seems to have a crown on it Oh, no, now we've got a king shark, too? Yeah. Oh, we've got a dapper gentleman shark with a top hat and then a a king shark? Yeah. And it sounds like, oh, you know, real sharks don't tend to make noise, but I think, I think this one's roaring at us. Yeah, and now all of them are roaring at us. Oh, they are menacing as heck. We need to get out of here, Alistair. Why don't you sign us out so we can row like crazy? Oh, gosh. I'll sign us out. You've been listening to another episode of CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. We love ya. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) 